That Naturopathic Podcast. TNP. Hello there. Hi, and thanks for joining us. I'm Dr. Michelle Fobega, naturopathic doctor. And I'm Dr. David Miller, ND, and we hear your frustrations. This show is for you. This show is for you if you're feeling like your current healthcare strategy is not getting to the root cause or the underlying reasons for your health. This show is for you if you've been told that you're fine, but you definitely don't feel very well. This show is for you if you're walking out of your doctor's office with one, two, three, four, or even five medications without any mention of diet, lifestyle, or a long-term game plan. This show is for you if you've got several specialists taking care of you, but no one is really putting all the pieces together. This show is for you if you believe that health should be part of healthcare. These problems have solutions. We know it. Our patients know it. And we want you to know it. Naturopathic medicine is the solution that you should know about. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of That Naturopathic Podcast. It's Dr. David Miller, ND, here with a solo episode. Um, I'm going to talk about visceral uh, pain today, and uh, I'll try and keep it short. Um, hopefully, it, like there will be some nerdy sort of stuff, as always, but we'll try and make it so it's kind of practical um, for uh, practitioners and patients alike, whoever whoever's listening. Um, so visceral pain obviously means this is pain coming from your your viscera, so your organs. And it's crazy how little we know about it. Um, I'm looking at some study here from 2016, and they they stay in the study. It's, you know, we still need to learn more because what's going on is we're we're generally applying our understanding of pain mechanisms, which are derived from studies of somatic tissues. So musculoskeletal sort of disorders and tissues, and then we're applying them to visceral uh, nociception or the perception of pain. Remember, noxious sort of means pain. So they have some um, some things in common, somatic and visceral pain, um, but there's some important differences and uh, neurological sort of mechanisms and, uh, and even some psychology, which is pretty interesting going on. Um, and I think it's interesting, you know, to think about the fact that ongoing pain that outlasts its role, like, you know, the, the reason we have pain is there to sort of uh, help with us or, um, you know, drive our behavior to towards health and homeostasis. And um, once it's, you know, a chronic dysfunction, it, you know, that that's no longer serving that homeostatic role, it's, it's more of like a, it's just a pain problem at that point, right? Um, so uh, some... Some of the processing is is sort of straightforward uh, in a way, in terms of how it presents. Like the bladder uh, presents to the uh, perineal area, so um, the heart often presents to the left arm and neck. At the left ureter may present to the left lower quadrant and the loin. Um, but then stuff can progress, and and that's when um, uh, visceral pain becomes even more difficult to work with because it starts. Um, leading to referral patterns uh, to uh, to somatic tissues, right? To So you're having maybe a kidney problem or some sort of uh, ureter problem. And now it just feels like a back pain. And, and then your back tissues, like the tissues, the skin and all that might actually become hypersensitive. Um, so yeah, the, 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 the sort of section of the body that gets dedicated to this kind of perception of pain as visceral pain uh, progresses um, can sometimes make sense, you know, the kidney and the low back. And that's why in Chinese medicine, the low back pain and, and the, the kidney often go together. Um, 
but yeah, it's it's it starts causing this what they call secondary secondary hyperalgesia. So you just become more sensitive to in the superficial or deep body wall tissues um, due to the convergence thing that happens. And I think this convergence thing is really important. Um, what's going on with convergence is you're getting uh, the body's trying to make sense of, or the brain, let's say, is trying to make sense of whatever sort of pain uh, signals it's getting. But they often converge from the viscera and from the you know somatic tissues. So now your body's getting two inputs put into one source, and it's it's converging. So it becomes very difficult to know you know what's back pain, what's kidney kidney or ureter pain, um, and that's sort of as things progress. So here's some general characteristics of visceral pain uh, in humans, at least. Um, so. It's poorly localized with referral to somatic structures, right? So like I said, you you kind of get like this diffuse kind of back pain. What the hell is it? It kind of hurts oh, here-ish or he, here, you know? So it, it it's not a pinpoint usually. You know, if you get a sliver, you know exactly where it is. You know exactly where it is. You know exactly how it feels. It's, it's, it's a totally different experience. Um, and then it starts course this this visceral pain starts referring to other somatic structures um it can produce like these non-specific regional or whole body motor responses um it can produce strong autonomic responses i think this is really 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 important for differentiating again whether you're a clinician or or a patient trying to figure out what the heck's going on with your pain or maybe you're a patient who's thinking man, I go to the chiropractor or I go to the physio or I go to whatever and they do a great job, but that pain comes back, you know, right quick. So here's an, here's one of the main signs I would say uh, to look for. Um, that would be the strong autonomic responses, including pallor. So going pale, profuse sweating. If you just start sweating um, when you're experiencing this pain, nausea, uh, GI disturbances, uh, changes in body temperature, changes in blood pressure, uh, increase or decrease, and changes in heart rate. So if you're getting, a, you know, if you get a sliver, you're probably not going to have many of those issues going on. But if you've got something going on in in your heart or your lungs or your uh, your stomach, esophagus, something like that, you might get, or, or maybe pelvic organs, especially in the case of uh, biological women um, who have uteruses. Um, you you might experience more of those those types of uh, those issues, um, and also uh, interesting is that it leads to strong when you have visceral uh, visceral pain, it leads to strong affective responses. It means um, emotions like there's states of mind and emotions that can be affected. So um, these these. That's why this type of pain can be easily reinforced by anxiety and depression. So that's very interesting too. I, I don't think my ex experience of a sliver is going to be uh, as susceptible to the uh, input of anxiety and depression pre-existing, or nor will I think it's going to cause much of that. Um, and I think I talked about this too, just leading to yeah sensitization of somatic tissues. So you might get an extra sensitive sort of stomach. You know, say you get in a, a physical exam and your stomach is really, really sensitive. It might just be from um, sensitization of related somatic structures to to deeper uh, visceral dysfunctions. Um, 
interesting too. You you can modulate the the um, the pain and modulation from the brain down. So we have you know a lot of what we're talking about, I guess, today is bottom up, but you can have top down issues too. So anxiety, depression, and then sort of modulation of the experience of pain, probably making it worse. But you can you also have some descending modulation from the brain down to the uh, viscera that can that can actually help uh, with pain management, make it feel uh, less painful. So um, one of the ways in which uh, the, the visceral receptors, um, sort of mechanical receptors get aggravated more is by chemical or noxious stimuli, such as, uh, let's say, um, inflammatory mediators. Uh, one other thing it said here was, um, what was it? Uh, endogenous lipids, which I thought was interesting. Um, acid pH or more acidic pH, lower pH or heat. So all these, and that's just one type of receptor that responds to those. There might be other ones that respond to like say cold or other types of uh, of uh, chemical or physical stimulus. So this decreases threshold thresholds for response and leading to sensitization. So basically um, if you're in a sort of biochemical soup that's, you know, inflamed and nasty, um, you're going to be more susceptible to uh, mechanical issues with your your receptors uh, giving you bad stimuli back to your central nervous system. And, and so now we got this top up or sorry, top down or bottom up thing. Which one is it? Um, you know, you've got these visceral afferents coming from the viscera. You've got um, altered descending modulation of the uh, processing from the brain going down and you've got changes in spinal cord excitability, man, there's a lot going on there. So top down or bottom up. Yes. Um, both. <laughs> so, and, and remember some of these, some of these things, uh, these, these, uh, uh, the signals coming to the brain are called afferent signals. So, for example, some of them you do not feel hepatic chemoreceptors, uh, pulmonary stretch receptors. You're not going to feel these things per se, but they're still giving input to the central nervous system. But um, maybe a good example of ones you can consciously feel or that evoke some sensation. Those would be genital urinary and uh, gastrointestinal. So like, again, the ureters, uh, the colon, the small intestine, the stomach, this there's, they're, they're a different experience because you, you, well, you experience them, uh, you know, they evoke a sensation, right? Um, and you've got these two kinds of visceral mechanical receptors. I don't want to go, at, I won't go into it too much, but you've got low threshold, high threshold. And then these other ones that are, they acquire mechanical sensitivity following inflammation. And that's what I was sort of getting at with the, um, uh, what I was just talking about a couple of minutes ago, where if you live in a sort of biochemical soup of inflammation, et cetera, um, then it can cause hyper excitability um, of these, of these uh, tissues. And then you just get a worse experience um, of, of visceral pain. So here's a couple of uh, ways of looking at it from a uh, the perspective of maybe a clinician or again, as someone who's trying to figure out, Hey, did, maybe if I'm, if I'm only taking drugs or, or take, uh, looking for therapies that, um, that affect what's been researched in the, in the way of like normal pain or somatic pain, maybe need a different strategy, which is why maybe something like diet, anti-inflammatories uh, such as bromelain or curcumin or, or, you know, countless others might be very helpful. Here's, some things to help you discern a kind of mechanical pain versus visceral pain. So mechanical pain will be more rare at night. Um, 
it may increase with like a sneeze, uh, cough, movement, uh, positional changes, um, better rest, better lying down, probably not very changeable, probably same pattern daily and, and not very generalized, probably a little bit more uh, able to figure out that, okay, it's coming from this, this area, not like generalized. And I would say, I would add to that. The key thing here is, is you, the emotions and autonomic uh, symptoms will be less or non-existent. Again, with viscera, we're going to get more generalized, uh, more generalized pain that sort of radiates in this sort of diffuse, non-specific way. Um, it's interesting. It can sort of, it can expand its area that it's, that it's affecting you in. Um, so it's got this real changeable crawling thing to it. Um, it can wake you at night and that's, that's a key sign for, for some issues with the viscera. You can be, uh, you can wake at night. Generally mechanical pain won't do that as much. Um, and, uh, rest and lying when it comes to visceral, uh, pain probably won't bring too much relief. So, uh, I know that's a bit nerdy, uh, but it's important, I think, to understand a little bit about visceral pain. It affects a lot more people uh, than than you know. Um, you might be one of them. Uh, but what is, again, kind of surprising is that we don't know very much about it in uh, 2023. We still need to learn a lot more about visceral pain. But hopefully that gives you a, a little bit of a starter pack on that. And uh, I look forward to talking to you again next week.